Welcome to episode 139, Convos on the Pedicab. 139, yeah. baby, feeling fine. We're here with a very special guest, my uh, friend JT Cambos. Uh, he's better known as Boaz Jimenez from uh, Queen of the South. Oh, I like that. So, you haven't seen uh, the show yet, right? I have not seen it. I, got, I love I, it. I need to watch it now. I, I'm yeah. Oh. I probably should have been a little more prepared, but no, it's actually, it there's makes, a lot to talk about. And it's actually better, better that you don't, don't know see the, the show. show. All right, I like it. Well, you anyway, know, they say you're gonna be depressed when you meet your heroes and shit. I, I feel you. So I'm not a hero. I'm just your you're brother. the you're you're the average everyday street. villain, every everyday TV oh, villain. Here we go. Everyday badass. I love it. Um, anyway, before we get started, we got a shout out to our sponsors. Have you been leaving your house outside again? Texas weather can wreak havoc on your home, especially your roof. And if you haven't had it inspected lately, chances are that outside elements could be making their way inside your home. Uh, trust Balcones Roofing and Remodeling to perform a thorough roof inspection and offer long-lasting solutions. They're the only five-star rated roofer in Austin. You they specialize are. in installing the impact-resistant F-Wave Revia and back all roof replacements with a $20,000 guarantee. To schedule a roof inspection, call 512 Nine three seven eight eight zero five or visit balconesroofsaustin.com. Balcones Roof Austin. I Yo, just had Carl. my roof done. Dude, Carl Larson, that's the man. He's been uh, helping out so much just for uh, knowing that it offers him next to little value and he likes my work that much where he just wants to help me continue making more content. You know that so Shout Texas out, heat. Carl. Yeah, hey, Carl, keep doing your thing, man. The Texas heat does wear on, on homes out there. so It does. We're pretty, yeah. While you're out there getting your roof fixed, Talk to Carl. He just might be able to take care of you and get that solar paneling, man. It's, it's very beneficial. It is, depending on where you live. Yes, depending well, on where you sun, live. You need the this. sun beats down in Texas. Dude, so. the sun beats down. Bro, what do you think about the, all these fucking fires? Well, you know, I like fire. Uh, but I have my history with it. Um, with my dad passing away the way he did, he burnt from his waist up in a water heater explosion. What? So becoming a stunt man. What do you think my first stunt was wanting to do? Something similar? Yeah, I wanted a fire burn. So you're a stuntman. Okay, so you got you got high you're you had a big break. And Queen of the Queen of the South, although I haven't um I need I need to watch it. Um, they say I was lucky, but I was always prepared for what happened. You're never lucky. You're, you're in the luck is a symptom of hard work for a long period of time and having the right attitude. I'm glad you said it better than I did, brother, because yeah, that's luck, exactly what I There's no such thing him. luck. Luck is, is um, I had to be prepared for yeah, everything. Yeah, for every that time that you way. get lucky, you get unlucky a million times and you get shortchanged and you get um, screwed Woo, over you on yeah, Preacher, you get brother. screwed over on stuff that you feel you should Preacher. have gotten the, the job for. So you didn't get lucky. You finally um, got what you deserved because you stuck with the plan and, and you Damn were dedicated right. to, to your craft and now you got you're getting to see some rewards for it. Damn right, bro. So that's mm. yeah. Mm. I, I don't I, I hate when Alex, people man. dude, I hate when people say that, like, oh you're lucky. I'm like, no, you're not lucky. You got like you, they you want to walk in your shoes How many times have you been unlucky on a million things, right? Exactly. How many times have you like busted your ass and failed and fallen flat on your exactly. face? Like, you know, there's no such thing as like luck. Is that's all? That's for the birds, dude. Ooh, that's it's for, the, for birds. the birds. The people who get lucky are people who are like the Takashi Six Nine got lucky. All right, like those are the people who get lucky. You know what I mean? And the people who get lucky, they fail and they flame out. <laughs> I like that you said yeah. that. That's. Perfect, perfect yes. analogy. Perfect, perfect analogy. Or the the uh, cash me outside girl. She <laughs> got luck. like she got lucky. Oh uh, yeah, you want cash me outside? You, just, me outside. you are right now. How about that? You're yeah, cashing yeah. me outside right Bro, now on this badass podcast. Those people got lucky. Well, you know what I mean? But well. the people who just all of a sudden blow up overnight, <laughs> you don't know what they were doing for ten years before they blew up overnight. Exactly. That's that's me. 
yeah. up busting ass. You know, I used to pick up for the medical examiner's office here in Travis County. I didn't know. I did not for know three that. three and a half years, I picked up over 500 bodies right here. And coming to this area, I was like, man, I remember being up in this area. Thank you, brother. Uh, like, thank I you, could sir. tell you. Yeah, anyway. Well, yeah. Another story for another day. No, that, that, I mean, that's interesting. Austin's also changed a lot. You, you mind here, if right? I smoke my CBD? I, I would love for you to smoke your, C- yes, your CBD joint. Uh, CBD is cannabis badly disguised. Yeah. You think <laughs> they're ever going to legalize it here? Um, I don't know. I think that they... It's always been legal to me. It's always legal to me. I mean, it's pretty much legal anyway. I think um, the difference between something illegal versus something being illegal is non-compliance. Um, and I think if people just don't comply, then it's never illegal. Like, like Listen to what he's saying, everybody. This is well, like one of the best they, podcasts I've done in a long time. I appreciate that. Seriously, just I, because I've been looking forward to being with you since... I gave you a ride, dude. I gave you and your girl a ride that one time, and it was it was it was a fun it was a fun mm-hmm. time. We had some drinks together. You gave me those gummies. I did. I took half a gummy once, and I I had the. I'm not gonna lie. I I got high as fuck, but it was <laughs> it was like, it was it was the worst high that was probably a good thing for me to have had experienced. We caught me at a good time too because somebody was talking trash about Austin, Texas, and I saw you rolling by, and I was like. Whoosh. Hey, it was during the South by Southwest. I it think. was right. No, it was it was before. I don't remember when it was, but it seems like forever. It was either ago. Bef- right before. No, it was after South by. It was out. It was because it was it was Kite Fest. Like uh, a couple days later, there was a Kite Fest. So it was around April. It was after South you by know Southwest. Everything that's going on here in Austin. And I Why like this? That. Is my this is my job. You have to know everything. But it's like, like you know everything that's going on. And we talked about getting into into. And we were talking about MMA and jiu-jitsu and stuff like that and yeah, everything. Yeah, we talked about getting on the mats. So. Gotta get some rolling and we go to come to Tenth Planet. Bro, I, my boy Chad Cannon is fighting in the corner. I know who Chad Cannon is. My us, friend Randy us. Bryant. Um, you know he, Chad, right? I, mean, I, I think know, I met him you, a couple times. Yeah, you know Chad. You know Carmichael. And I don't know that guy. I, I know, okay. Carmichael trains hard with Chad. I, I think I met Chad once, when, like years ago, because I was... Um, Trying to find MMA, and I was like sparring with the guys at Ambush Motai, and I think he used to go there. Bro, you gotta watch guys. that Kumite on, on on. No, I saw I saw the highlight. He's good. Oh, he but is killing my, again. So I have my friend Randy Bryan. He's the now he's the principal at LBJ, but he used to be the wrestling coach. Right. Nice, nice. Um, awesome. And, and when I was getting ready to fight, he cool. would let me practice with them. He's like, okay, he can, you can come and practice because I used to be a sub in AISD, and he would just say, hey, if you want to go to practice, like you can go and practice with us um, while you're getting ready. And there were a couple of other guys from our gym that would would took him up and, and did that. I would um, totally love to to like have you as a sub, bro. Like every every kid needs a strong role model, all right. And and me growing up without my dad, I always look for like that male role model. And I think I recognized it automatically when I remember jumping on your pedicab. I was gonna buy. I was I was ready to have an altercation, bro. I was ready to go to. Yeah, you were seeming angry. Yeah, yeah. I was ready to jump. Well, right when you got your big break, what a stupid thing that would have been to do. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> no, I've had my big break. Right, <laughs> yeah, right I, after I, you I'm ready to go to jail break. from zero to jail real quick, bro. That's just always been my stupid attitude. I'm like, yeah, that's that, a really stupid attitude. Oh, it's fucked up. That's I'm that really manic. Yeah, attitude. it's like it's fucked up. But it's because it's, I've come from the age of five old. Fuck around and find out since I can remember. Like yeah, hey, people, people always uh, test you. And, and, you know, always having to defend yourself when you're young or whatever, it just becomes that, st- it just becomes that stubbornness. Yeah, like the smallest thing sets you off and stuff like that. Uh, sadly. Yeah, that's fucking annoying. That's, I, I grew up, I didn't grow up sadly. like that, which I'm is good. I'm getting better, though. Which is good, I'm but better yeah, now. it's, yeah, it sucked. Like, well, I, you rolled up and you helped. You were the yeah. Sifu, you were the Sunset, you were the Bodhisattva for me that uh, night, right? 
You showed I, me something. I was like, I let's go. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking for a minute. And then. Um, you were the light in my dark moment, bro. It's just the I, best way to describe it. I appreciate it. that. And yeah. you continue to be that light. So I go back to you being that sub in school. It would have been amazing to have a sub like you. Because I wasn't very good, though. No, well, <laughs> I, I would think pretty... you are because with, with what you're doing here right now, it's just, a, again, it's an honor and a pleasure to yeah. be here right now well, on the pedicab. He used to let me practice with him, and then um, Bye, Chad would teach us, was training his son, you know, and so that's how I know, yeah. But, um... But we got a lot of similarities, when, when basically, I, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I subbed, though, I, I was a very chill, so like, because I was subbing while I was trying to train for fights and stuff like that, right? So it's just like, I go in there, I, you know, wake up at like 10 o'clock in the morning, because they, they, there's a weird system in AISD where if you, um... If you work for more than four hours and 45 minutes, they legally have to pay for a full day. Yep. And nobody wants to go into the hood and teach. <laughs> right? Um, and, well, nobody and wants to. Nobody wants to, right? <laughs> nobody wants to go in. <laughs> Why? And, Why is that? Why do you think? <laughs> the kids and the gentrification hasn't happened yet. And it's uh, well, poverty. It's, not even that. It's, it's the kids. Okay. It's the kids. It's. You uh, want any CBD? I'll have a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's a sanitizer think, tip yeah. for you. That's what I love about the glass tips. I can sanitize it. You don't have to taste where my mouth has been. I like that. There you go. Mm. Mm, it tastes good, right? It does taste really good. I got a gift for you if you want it. Mm, okay, I'm excited. Wow. But yeah, dude, I um. Nobody wants to go into the hood. Nobody wants to teach in the ghetto. And Austin's not even hood at all. But like, people here kind of have soft attitudes, right? Especially teachers. The world right? has like, soft, soft attitudes, attitudes these so, days. So nobody, nobody wants to go teach. Nobody wants to go teach in the hood, um, because a the kids, right? Um, b if you actually try to teach them and teach a real lesson because they don't know who you are, they're not going to be receptive and they're going to behave like fucking assholes. Exactly. Um, which I, it's not good, but I kind of understand why. And a lot of these people that become substitute teachers or become teachers are just not like they they're too they come in with these really idealistic attitudes like they're going to transform society and they're going to right all the social injustices and they 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 grew up like on these bullshit social like uh, the you know, hero they, they, grew, they, they grew up on these like ultra academic like they grew up. Um, with this very ultra academic, ultra progressive, ultra social justice mindset, w while not really being in the environment that they're learning that that they're so called learning about, so they're getting wrong information for like it's like there was um Kung, that movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist, and they well, trained that one guy in karate totally wrong as a joke. Like, it, uh, th that, that's what the education system is, especially with with when you talk about like movie. communities like that, right? And so nobody wants to teach in these areas. And so I'd go in there, and there's like, um... You were the difference. Well, nobody wanted to teach there, and I was going to get paid for a full day's worth of work, and all I had to do was show up at 11 o'clock, and everybody was just happy that I showed up, and, all, and I just told the kids, listen, I'm Mr. Stranger. Uh, I have three rules. First rule, you're in a seat. Second rule, you're quiet. And the third rule is if you have to leave the room for any reason whatsoever, um, your phone isn't going with you. Follow these rules. We're going to work. I'm going to you know, assume that you're working really hard on your assignment. We clear? All right, cool. Good talk. And it was, well, it was that good. you showed up, all right? Think of the community you were in, yeah. where you went, these kids, what they deal with, you know, in their homes. Um, it's like they say, you're not walking in anybody else's shoes but your own, so always be kind because you never know what someone's going through. You these, never know. Did You have to have empathy and you have to have a level head. And I think when things are good, you should never get too happy because but that's the key, man, because – um. Wait, you know, the best the best way to like manage when things are bad is to not get super happy when things are good. Oh, that's me all the time. That's it. You have to stay it, like you see me the same way. You have to say this. You have to say level. Like I see oh. other petty cabbers that like 
they'll have a big night and they're partying and they're celebrating and they're on like the highest high and I'm just like. Oh, and then the next day there's nothing. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, what are you gonna do when it's bad out? What are you gonna do when it's mediocre? How are you gonna feel then? That's the, that's know, like, the key that's to not, success, though. Yeah. Consistency. Hit singles and consistent. doubles. Don't hit home runs. Just hit singles and doubles. Well, just stay consistent with who you are, and consistency begins with discipline. Yeah. Shit, when motivation is not there, discipline shows up, right? So you grew up in Austin. I grew up in, in South Texas. I grew up in Mission, Texas. Oh, okay. Home of Tom Landry. That's what's um, up, right? Yeah, when real men were real men and coached real cowboys. That's great. Well, so how old are you? <laughs> I'm pretty old, man. What, what are you, 50? 40? I'm like 950. Oh, come on. How old, how old are you? Yeah, you, nine, must, you must be drinking some of that good adrenochrome in Hollywood, JT. If you're nah, bro. If you see me in Texas, bro. I'm like, God, I don't drink that. I should. I drink water. Tequila. Go. It's tequila, bro. Tequila and, and just not giving a damn, really. Just living life, being selfish with it. Uh, feeling like it's always been a fight. Growing up a little bit rough until you say, fuck it. Uh, you start living boldly and uh, you just do for you all the time you're selfish and then you do, you have a little family and you protect your family at all costs all wills and you say fuck everything and everybody it's just me and my family and well, I don't think being selfish is the right the right word uh, it isn't the right word but that's that, that's what they called it way back <laughs> oh, when oh no, shit did I drop good. that you dropped it I, think I right, fucked though. it up I think you're okay. oh that's where it should be you should live in a pocket right here I fucked it up, y'all. I hope this didn't mess up the episode. But I was we'll being see. selfish. You want to start all over? No. Check it. I think we're good. I, I don't know how to check it. I think we're fine. Just keep talking. All right, we're going to um, keep talking. Yeah. Um, you're right. Selfish is the wrong word, but people always want to give a definition to to the title that they... Uh, and, and, and that's just like that I know. I, I think you should put yourself first. I but do. just because you put yourself first doesn't mean that you have to disregard... You, you have to walk all over everybody to get to where you want to no, be. No, it's not about walking yeah. all over everybody. It's just about putting the walls up and walking with a defensive attitude and just taking care of your family. And that's what I did for a long time. And that's not selfish. That's like, that's what you're supposed, that's actually selfless because, um, you know, it stops like authoritarianism and, and you know, it stops like fascism and you know, it stops like all the bullshit that you see right now. I'm they, glad you're telling it better yeah. than I can, but, but you want to know, you know, you want exactly to know what actually, you want to know what actually stops that hmm. community, having a community. I was and in a community. If you don't have, a, involved, if you don't yeah. have a, like a, a, and in order to have a community, you by definition have to keep your circle small. So keeping a small circle Amen. and looking out for your small circle is actually how you move forward to create a happier society. Wow, I love you so much, Alex, for just this moment in time. <laughs> it's a validation. It's confirmation. It's exactly where I need to be. Yeah, um, it's not your responsibility to like, you know, if, if there's a starving, you know, look, if, if kids in Africa are starving, right? It's not your responsibility to like feel like you have to be the person to um stop starvation in africa right it, it isn't it's your responsibility to make sure that you're able to eat and that you're able to provide for yourself and that you're able to take care of your family and that you're able to eat good food and and, and drink clean water and then if you have um any extra time or extra money and you want to help those kids yeah, in africa then then you can use that extra time to do that right and i think that that's that's the perspective that people need to have versus everybody gets so caught up in social justice that, that there's always a new social justice crisis that's happening and when you get caught up in, in that and like virtue signaling on the internet or judging your own worth based on like how many other people are suffering in an area that you cannot control, you're not helping to make anything better. And if anything, you're probably going to make things worse. Social justice. I need to get people smoking more. That's the social justice. Down. I got a bullet with everybody's name on it. 
I got a bullet with your name on it. I like it. I'll take well. Oh yeah, you're gonna love this bullet. It's sure to lay you out. It's a Boaz Bala. It's new on the market. This was like my prototype. Go ahead, take a look at it. I will. That's that social justice that I'm demanding right now. Childproof. Okay, good. Bam. Yeah. That's Versace flower. I'm gonna say it's THCA right now. It's a prototype. This is good. Well, yeah, enjoy. I will enjoy this. That's for you. That's a Boaz bullet. Boaz bullet, yeah. I'm starting a whole new social justice. Relax, don't panic, it's organic. You need to smoke a little bit sometimes. Uh, I'm not about always being high, bro. I do believe in being healthy, uh, being grounded. And I know that cannabis has helped me since I was 10 with the way I lost my father. I've been smoking. I may have not understood what it was when I was smoking. I just knew it gave me an effect. There was a cause and an effect taking place and I enjoyed it. That's all I've done to self-medicate the pain and the PTSD, the trauma that I've had to deal Deal with. with, And, and you know what? Now that the science has gotten behind it and we're learning more about the cannabis flower, I am all for that social justice of, let's get back to agreeing to disagree. Let's get back to communicating. Communication is key to humanity. Hey, we could talk it out instead of just shooting it out. Today's uh, society is just like, Man, no one respects life, and, and not just human life, but life, period. Life of what we're doing to our world is crazy. And it's not because I'm in Hollywood that I see shit. It's because I'm a human being. I what, recognize shit. What do you shit. see in Hollywood? Well, do I'm not have, in Hollywood, no, bro. Do you spend I can't even talk about it. We're on writer's strike. <laughs> oh, I, I want to talk. So I want to talk about the writer's strike. I can't, I can't even talk about I wanna it, talk, bro. I want to talk. So, they, so, they give me so many restrictions. Well, I can't say shit about this. I can't say shit about that. I don't know. Like as a union, or you just don't like? Yeah, like as a union. You're not are you any? Are you any? I'm in the union. Yeah, I'm sad. Okay. So I'm so not you supposed can't to talk, talk about the show the way we opened up. I'm not supposed to do this. What are you not supposed to talk about? So I don't. Well, say I don't know. So I guess we're gonna talk about it. Anyway. I, like, oh, I, got, all right. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to talk about. What I'm not supposed to talk about. So it's like I don't know. You don't know. I'm, I'm alive doing. How do you feel me. about the, How do you feel about the strike? Well, I don't like it. What? I don't like it. Why not? What do you? What, what? I don't like that it's happening because obviously, on one word, it's just greed. What? What is greed? The whole system, I think. Greed. People want this. People want that. You deserve this. You deserve that. But that's just kind of like the world uh, we live in, anyway. Well, hold on, JT. But what? What? I'm are gonna they, have to be vague with it, bro. What okay. are they striking for? This episode is brought to you by Balcones Roofing and Remodeling. Have you been leaving your house outside again? Texas weather can wreak havoc on your home, especially your roof. And if you haven't had it inspected lately, chances are that outside elements could be making their way inside. Trust Balcones Roofing and Remodeling to perform a thorough roof inspection and offer long-lasting solutions. They are the only five-star rated roofer in Austin who specialize in installing the impact-resistant F-Wave Revia and back all roof replacements with a $20,000 guarantee. To schedule a roof inspection, call 512-937-8805 or visit balconesroofsaustin.com. We want, we want fairness. We want proper residual. We want proper pay. When you think about actors uh, in the industry, I'm still like Tom on the cruise, and I feel more like Brad stuck in the pit. It's just truth. 
I'm like Brad stuck in the pit trying to be like Tom on the cruise. During the five seasons, I felt like I was Brad from the pit and I was Tom cruising now, but is, is Queen of the 87% South of the actors will not make $26,000 a year to qualify for the best benefits. Wait, right? Are we, we're talk, are we talking about actors that are like um, your character or just like oh, extra? Are we talking about like extras? Period, in, in even general? extras. I mean, you just got to make 26,000 a year. So hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to just make 26,000 a year, qualify for fucking goddamn benefits, okay. badass and in in, in, in SAG, right? Okay. 87% of actors ain't even going to make that shit. That's a part-time job. That's you, Petty Cabin, yeah, for fucking no, goddamn six I know, months. I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm, I'm not just, even I'm arguing. Dead. I'm just talking no, about Samuel L. Jackson showed me how to talk this way. It's good. Can I'm, you understand? Can you hear the motherfucking words out of my, my motherfucking mouth? Yeah. Okay, cool, bro. That's one tasty beverage, Brad. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh man. All right. Um. All right. So with these numbers, that that that's a pretty bleak statistic. But yeah. statistics can always be. Um, I could pull out my phone and show you. No, no, you I believe you. I'm just, I'm just asking like, you questions about the statistics. Um. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. So, right, but okay. So to be in SAG, what are the qualifications to be in SAG? We you know what. I look it up. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk okay. about it. Okay, because I'm, I'm saying that, like, if I've never acted. You got to have a lot of fucking time on, 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 on a movie set. You got to have hours on a movie no, but set. Hours and hours and hours on a movie okay. set. But I come from the stunt world. I come from the stunt world. I started off as a stuntman on the movie The Alamo way back when. I did, like, I come from the stunt world, bro. I got hired to do stunts on the TV series um, that, that y'all recognize me from. You see, I don't even know if I was supposed to say that. Ah, it's all right, you know. You know, I'm it, playing it, around. Now. I'm going to talk about what I feel is 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 should, yeah, what I'm share, passionate share about. Truth. Yeah, I just think, sharing it. I think. Um, Excuse me, sorry about that. Now my girlfriend calls me all the time when I do these, so it's all know. good. I don't know who this is, but you're interrupting a podcast. Speak quickly. <laughs> yeah, those petty cabs right here on the left. I saw the black truck. Boom, over and out. That's all right. a. Go ahead. So, um, you know, so, th- that's a crazy number, but it's like if you're factoring in people that just um, are in SAG but just never get called and never get hired and their salary winds up being zero, does that get – is that factored into the average median equation? Or is it people that have had a certain amount of jobs per year or, or like, have worked to some certain like number I know of hours? I know you're going to run for the politics. Well, no, that's just what I'm asking because, like, that, that changes it. Like – you know that women earn. Set- well, I didn't. I didn't even care to be in SAG. I was in Texas for the longest time. Yeah. It's an outright to work state. You didn't need to be a part of the union. A lot of movies were coming here before the, before the incentives, film incentives went elsewhere. Um, I just went with it, right? Being in Texas all the time, I was here. I was just happy to work, bro. I was just happy to work. I come from South Texas. My life is a hell of a lot different than. Yeah. Than, than most uh, people think it's it's all this that and the other. People don't really understand the discipline of what it just takes to want to get up and get through the day again, you know, um, because you're dealing with so much. The hardest part of being creative is not the creativity; it's the having to work a bunch of jobs and work crazy hours um, so that you can fund creative. your art projects. Exactly. That's the hardest part. That like for me, you know, with me going to council meetings or me making videos like this podcast is from pedicab money that I am able to even pay Gary, right? So like the hard part, the hard part <laughs> You're getting is getting yours, Gary. Gary always gets his. But the the hard part always. is the hard part is like okay, like every ride I give, every um you know, every every time I'm out till three o'clock in the morning, every time I have to take a nap in my car, every time I have to work, every time I have to um, work all day driving uh, party bikes around uh, and then pedicabbing at night, 
I don't, I'm not doing this because I just want to make money. I'm doing this because this helps fund the art projects and it funds the, well, the podcast. And it, have and a it, seat. And it allows me to produce more stuff. So my, my opinion as an artist, the hardest part is not being is not the creative side. The hardest part is the actual funding, the actual having to grind and fund your projects. You know, but what you're doing is, is a definite awesome freaking grind in the sense of you're bringing, you're bringing awareness, man, to the community that you pedicab in. Uh, yeah, with those uh, rap songs? With, <laughs> with those rap songs. Well, and, no, well, with the, I, I also watch your little videos that you post every time you go before the city. Oh, the city council, yeah. Every time you go before the city council and you start doing your little protest, I just love the way you, you stand up for what you believe in as opposed to falling for the shit they're trying to feed you. I, I, I like that you're um, also not falling for any of the bullshit. I like that you're smart enough. To oh, I only look like a fucking idiot, bro. I play no, I a see, good I one see, on TV. Hey, I see your uh, your social media also. You're 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 not a sheep as well. Um, I do feel as though a lot of people in Hollywood are kind of sheep. I, 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 I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right, bro. I, I also I, feel like a lot of the people that do the writing. For I don't Hall, know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. That's what, right, from from what I see on Facebook, what I see on Twitter. Um, it feels like a lot of people in the Hollywood community, and I know when we had lockdowns, a lot of the people. We're about to have another one. We're going to talk about that. We're about we, to have another. We are going to talk. Like we're getting ready to start wearing those masks again. You know? Well, if you and that's the one great thing about uh, laws is that something is only illegal if if people comply. If nobody complies, it's not. It doesn't Bullshit. matter. Bullshit. I'm gonna be like that kid. Bullshit. Bullshit. If nobody complies, it's not a law. Bullshit. They're gonna fucking. Come on, bro. They shut us all down last time, three years ago. They fucked us all up. Yeah, and if that happens again, what are you going to do? Pandemic part two is happening. Uh, right it, now, it's happening right now. We got aliens. You haven't been probed yet? Got aliens. <laughs> Come on, bro. During COVID, the first time they told us we had aliens. Did they? Now they're showing. Oh, they yes. the, oh, yeah, they had the guy Remember, from Area Remember, they told us we have aliens. Get out of the sun. Get in the shade. Um, well, the first time during COVID, they said, oh, yeah, by the way, the world's fucked up. We're all dying. And we have aliens. That's pretty much the way. Well, they I, I think it. that people were so worried, thinking that they were all going to die from the cold, that they didn't think too much about aliens. Um, they said we I got aliens. Talk, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to talk about the second pandemic, but I wanted to talk about this first. I want I wanted to continue with this. Um, it felt like a lot of the people in the Hollywood community, from what I saw, and I could be wrong because I'm not in Hollywood. I'm not in Hollywood. I know. Either. So I'm just saying. I'm. I'm, 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 I'm speculating. A mm. lot of these people, when we were shut down. None of these people had my back um, you know at all I about losing money. Say, none of these people you had. Need to smoke, none of these, Alex. You need like to light your shit up. Let, let's do it. Sure. You need no, to none smoke, bro, because these, well, you're very controversial. And I think that's why I said I'm going to come on this show because this guy is he's really aware of what he's talking about. I stand behind him. Have you ever ran for office? Oh, shit. Help me. Out. Help hey, me JT, run for did office. You get, all right. Did you get did you get the shot? What shot? All right. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What, what shot are you talking about? Oh, I had to, bro. They fucking... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, they wanted to dick me. I'm an actor, bro. If I wanted to work... Plot. <coughs> oh, man. You're going to have to turn this shit off right here, right now, and fade to black, and then I'll be honest with you. Cut it off real quick. And I, Well, we can talk about it. We have bonus stuff. We can talk about okay, it Okay, so afterwards. you cut it off. You fade to black right here. Oh, man. I'm, already, I'm actually a little high off this already, so... What shot? What shot? You see, you can't ask me questions like that on camera. I can't but, ask me that question on camera. Okay, a lot of people. What shot? 
a lot of people on. I'm an actor, are, bro. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm a Hollywood. Lot of people, a lot of people in Hollywood, and a lot of people oh, in that community. Me, bro. Oh, yeah. Kill me, bro. <laughs> oh, bro, bro, hold on. A lot of people. Hey, a lot of people I'm a in menace. that. Hey, you are a menace. A lot of people. Um, I'm in dying. Hollywood, they they were shaming people for not wanting I'm to get the now. shot, and they were shaming people for not going along. I hope with, I don't start pissing blood. I hope so. I hope you. I hope you don't. Um. I'm fucked up, boy. God, I got. I, yeah, I feel. I feel. Man, there's so many ways I feel. Anyway, you you know how I feel about this, and and that that was one yeah, of the. Yeah, you the know concerns. how I felt about it. The whole thing is all bullshit, though. Look at bullshit. I want to cry now. Don't cry. Don't cry. I'm be happy. Smoking. I'm gonna keep like, smoking, yeah, bro. Like that's how I deal with my shit, y'all. Like I just shared with y'all something very. <clears throat> I'm I'm very grateful. Oh, he's on jab. This guy's on jab. He's kind of like still got his foreskin. I know, pretty much, dude. I mean, I, I'm not going to get a climate change-induced heart attack, and I'm very happy about it. <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. You know That's why I keep dressing like this. That's the secret. I keep my body cord, like, fucking burning. You have to. I think I have to because that's what's going to kill the bullshit. Yeah, we had a couple pedicat friends that actually passed um, potentially from that shot. I can neither confirm nor deny, deny. at this point. You cannot say nothing? It's <laughs> fucked up. But yeah, I think that's the secret. This is why I dress the way I do. That's why I look so fly. It's like a hundred and fucking seven out. But I'm gonna look like this. I got my boots on. I got my jeans. Yeah, that actually is impressive I that you're. My, that is impressive that you're dressed like it's this. It's like you ain't gonna fuck with me. You're gonna be burning up looking at me. But you know what? I'm cool as a cucumber right now. And you I look think, like a TV supervillain right now, and I love it. This is this it. is keeping my body core to the temperature. I have a little theory in my head you know i come up with a little i don't know i got to keep my body a certain temperature because of the jab <laughs> for real bro you think Do you really I, is, is yeah. that has that actually changed um you think conspiracy time but you know this is me i'm keeping the temperature on my body i keep that shit burning um kind of like the passion in my heart i like so, it yeah, i think this is why i dress this way for a reason I think so it's, always far, so look, it's always good to look good. I drink a lot of tequila, smoke a lot of cannabis, sleep healthy, and um, I'm in a healthy relationship right now. It's always good to be in a healthy relationship. You got any kids? Yeah, I've got kids. How old are they? My kid just moved out. She's 20. Uh, I'm still kind of like, you know, codependent on my daughter. That Daddy's little girl always, you know. But, um, yeah, I said, shit, you can have the house. I'll leave. <laughs> I just want to know where you're at at all times. And you live in Austin now, right? I can neither confirm nor deny, but I got property. There you go. All right. That's fair. I got a few places. Well, that's good. That's good. And so you got hired to be Boas. How did you feel when you got that, when you got the call? So I got a call to do stunts first, bro, on that show. And um, delivered minimal dialogue. And they changed the whole show up. From what I understand, season one wasn't going the way they wanted they changed all that shit up. And um, Ben Laboto, the dude that initially wrote my character, ended up becoming showrunner of season four and five, along with Daylins Rodriguez. And um, they, were, they were one of the original writers, one, two, three, four, and five, all seasons, right? All right. And he said, shit, you're fucking, you're amazing, bro. We get a season two, I'm developing your character. The rest is history. That's amazing. Okay. They wrote for my character. Tell me about Boaz as a character. He's a lot. Just he's a lot. <laughs> he's a lot. You're talking about Fucking doesn't care. He's a menace. Um, I think he believes in swift justice. You know, 
just quick and fast. Takes no bullshit, right? Yeah, he's just bold with it. His boldness is definitely his enduring power. Doesn't have any regard, for, no real regard for life, doesn't care. Goes well, it's in. not that he doesn't have regard for life, because he does. I know he does. But certain people have done so much wrong sometimes. Don't you ever feel like you're karma? Like if you were karma, or like if you were karma, karma's going to get you. Yeah. If you were karma. Who would you get? Oh, well, you're fucking getting everybody. You're getting everybody that's fucked up. But then think about when Carmen wants to take a day off. She's still going to come plowing into you, so. <laughs> Dude, karma is a real thing, though. Yeah, karma is a real thing. Karma is a real thing. I know. I noticed that. Um, I think the better your foundation is and the better you are with your own community, the better everything works out for you. Yeah, a lot of people always say, uh, why do you always go alone everywhere? I'll always be wearing shin guards. I've got, like, my, <laughs> I got my battle gear on, I guess it's safe to say, coming from the stunt world. And just coming from South Texas where I come from. Always got to keep your head on the swivel, man, and, you know, we're in Texas, bro. You're allowed to carry a knife, gun, a leaf blower. Which is a good thing. Which is great. I think it's a good thing. It's great, you know, Second Amendment, right to bear arms. Look, it's better to have it, not need it, than to need it, not have it. Um, there's so many laws going on in Texas that is so fucked up. Women can't do this, can't do that. What, they what can't, in, in this fucked up world we call Texas. Well... Um, I'm just saying, like, like women, you know, they wanted to, well, you know, it's their choice, right? They're going to tell them, oh, you can't. Well, listen, ladies, I know that you want to have your choice. You're able to carry a firearm, learn how to use it, and walk with that piece and just walk being a chingona that you are. Because I, I believe in y'all having, it's your body, you're right, you can do what the fuck you want. And in Texas, you carry a gun. Yeah. So... I'll teach you how to fucking use it. I, I think that there are really good things. <laughs> and you about, walk confidently. You know, JT. I think I think give there. Are, <laughs> I think there are really good things, um, and really bad things about living in Texas. Mm, that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, saying I think that. that's what I think. I think there are really good things. I said and, all that. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, I said it differently though. <laughs> Learn to use the fire. I also um, I also think that um, strap up. If y'all. you look at how New York City or San Francisco or even like L.A. or Philadelphia or, and, or Chicago have um, kind of disintegrated at these past three years as a result of their policies and as a result of like their, their district attorneys and ev- everything that's happened, right? Um, I, as somebody who like actually values freedom, wants to live in America, doesn't want to be forced to get a vaccine, doesn't um, want to have to worry. Why you that shit? So I'm, it's, it's one thing. Hold on. That's fucked up. Sorry. Rubbing it in. As somebody who doesn't... Um, I want to worry about like their house being broken into constantly or worried about their car always being broken into or somebody who, if something happens, can defend themselves without having to worry about being prosecuted for defending themselves. Oh, my God. That's Those laws got to change. Anyway, so I'm going to fuck up. somebody up. Yeah, let me finish. Let me finish. Um, I'm you know, as, as one of those, as, as somebody like that, emotional. I don't want um, I, I want where I live to be to be as different and as opposite of um, any like Philadelphia, L.A., Chicago, et cetera. That I just mentioned, and you know, even if I'm a public official, I might just make some of these socially backwards laws to get anybody who would vote for this progressive bullshit out of my state, so that we don't turn into San Francisco. Wow. Well, then help me run for office, bro. I think. Does that, I, does that, does that make sense? How I phrased uh, it? Because I'm like. It was a lot. It was a lot, right? I, so, I so say it like Boaz would say it. I'm not taking shit. I don't want to deal with shit. There's already too much bullshit going on. I walk with boots. These are my shit kickers. I get ready to kick shit every yeah. fucking day. Listen, the, people that, the people that voted for lockdowns and mandates and all this other crap that's happening, 
I want them as far away from where I live as possible. Yeah. And, if, and if I have to, you know, support and enact some laws that are a little bit socially backwards that I don't fully go on board with, it's one of those sacrifices that unfortunately you're willing to make because I don't want to live in um But now you live in cancel culture. Because I don't want to live in a communist shithole. That Whoa. was that was where it's at. Well, we're not in a communist shithole. No, we're not in Texas, but I think that like places like San Francisco and places like that are turning into that. No, nah, I was just over there. I mean, shit, I'm looking at the genetics of where cannabis is going in San Francisco. So I hope it isn't communist like what you're thinking because I still see a freedom all in our country, but it's a weird freedom. Or maybe it's just the privilege I feel I have because I just walk like I'm able to walk, bro. I'm, I'm able to walk anywhere I want because everywhere I go feels like home. Well, that's, that's 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 what it should feel like. That's about comfort with yourself, world. though, you know? Well, I'm just an energy, bro. Wherever I go, I'm going to feel comfortable. I'm here right now. And Dude, I you're a like vibe. I love home. it, yeah. Um, I try to do the same thing and try to be, you know, have, have comfort. It's about your intention, bro. Yeah. You know, if your intention is pure all the way around, you can walk anywhere alone. You know, I don't need to have people with me. I don't need uh, a whole fucking team of security. You know, people pull up. They're going to find out. I'm probably not the one. And even then, I might need that at that time in my life. I might need that whooping. I, I guarantee you it's not going to come easy. You might need it. Everybody needs but it. But everybody point. needs it at some point. But, you know, I don't mind being that news, the, the news line, you know. Oh, fucking actor JT Campos portrayed a boy. Him and his, you know, was in an altercation today. True to his character, an ass whooping was given. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Fuck it. A beheading almost did take place. You know? Do you have any other roles that you're gonna do after Boas? I've been I've been concentrating on the fucking comedy in my life. I used to be a Mormon. Real really? Share yeah, this. I'm interested, bro. okay. So I wrote a little series called Mexican Mormon, more Mexican. The Adventures of Payaso and Spider. All right. <laughs> And, and they play two vatos from the from the barrio. Yeah. Grandma's house is ready to be taken right from her because of taxes and whatnot. And the only way they can raise the money to pay these taxes is by moving the yerba buena, the green, into the barrios. But, you know, as we know, some territories aren't uh, easily able to be walked through. Not unless you're a Mormon. Mormon goes everywhere, knocks on everybody's door. Preaching the word. Oh, yeah, man. that's true. So, so these two guys, Spyoso and Spider, take on the the Koi of Mormons. And now they're preaching the word. Dude, this could actually blow up. Oh. This could this could be an HBO hit. It's fucking <laughs> Yo. hilarious. Dude, I, uh, Netflix will pick this up. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's uh, got a lot of uh, cultural... So to, when, when's it coming out or are you writing well, it? Or well, I've, I've, got, um, I've got a few little episodics on YouTube right now that I, I ventured out and just filmed it years ago because I had to just tell the story. I wanted to capture it real quick and got some friends together and we filmed some something. Dude, this is amazing. And, I, would, um, I would watch this with my girlfriend. It's fucking hilarious. This I got is, Raymond Orta in really it, my boy Richard Stribal. I was placed by Oslo. I play Spider. Yo, it was fucking hilarious. That is so fucking funny. Yeah. I, I, but, yeah, I was a Mormon way back when, and I guess that helped inspire just wanting to tell this whole idea of, of moving cannabis through the hood as Mormons. 
<laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Dude, there could be some there could be some interesting commentary about that. Yeah. But I wouldn't know about it. I don't know what I'm supposed to talk about these days. Well, you can talk about whatever you like if you're true to yourself as long as you're true as long as Listen you're doing to it from, yeah. Listen to as long as you're doing it from a place of positivity and and love for humanity and and not out of out of hatred, you can talk about whatever you want because people can see your intentions. Oh, I love it. And if you have self-confidence and I if people do preacher. take it the wrong way, everybody else will say no, you're you're, you're the advisor, Yeah, bro, I, like, I need to be a lawyer. You need to find a real lawyer for that, but I, generally speaking, if you're like, uh, nah, if you're you comfortable with yourself and you're doing this from a place of love, yeah, I'm down. Well, uh, you know, if, if you're doing things from like a place of love and a place of um, genuine positivity and you're confident in yourself and true to yourself no matter what, people are there are going to be people that will hate you. And you may have to, you may get in a couple of fights. Who knows? But overall, you'll be protected. Hey, as long as I'm yeah. with you, I know we'll be oh, protected. Shit. This guy. You, dude, you're the you're the fucking OG stuntman. I was just like, I'm ready for it. That's what sucks. It's the adrenaline. Of like always feeling like, man, what's the next rush? That's the only reason I move so fast. It's like I'm still get, looking for the adrenaline. I get that right? when I have to do my stunts at the city council, and I get that when I have to go into protests. Yeah, it's the excitement, do, bro. I, I made I a video. See it in your yeah. eyes. I actually see what it in you your mean? eyes. Like, I watch your little videos, and I study your face, and I study your mannerisms. I study the way you're moving. I'm an actor. Yeah, no. I'm so I'm seeing hear. the subtext in your body of what you're really saying as you're saying what you're saying. Because there's this undertone about you that you see where you're so passionate, where you're angry, where you're really forcing the statement, uh, where you come in super passive-aggressive. It's like I think when you're the most angriest and you're finding the, the, the proper way to articulate and just and really, I'm trying to say it in a very happy, It's like you're way. doing this. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that's really what you're fucking doing and the way you do it. <laughs> it's like... So this is a magic trick. Um, you see the bell? Oh, that's just a, that's just a flap. Yeah. And then right away, you're like Zorro, bro. And then, and then when it's over, I just walk away. And, I and then you walk it. away. Like nothing. I just walk like, away like nothing, nothing happened. And blend into the crowd. <laughs> Smooth. Smooth. And, and I, I, I'm just proud to know you. I appreciate Honored that. Honored to know you. Um, bro, but like, you're one to be taken care of, bro. It's like, so I'll be your sniper on the roof. Whatever you need. I'm down. Well, so hopefully it doesn't uh, get to that point, but yes. Uh, <laughs> I got other snipers on the roof, man, there for you. Once they see your shit, they're going to be like, damn. I, I, I like that. I'd like that. to run for office at some point. I mean. There's a mayor race in 2024. You should run. I probably should. Boaz for mayor. You should. Actually, you might, you'll get a lot of votes. Be like, Boaz for mayor, JT. The hood will vote for you, JT. I've, the entire hood will, if you get them out to vote, they my will. My manager vote. said some shit the other day. was like, well, then you ought to run for office. My manager's got to be careful. David, you got to be careful what you tell me. Because he put shit in my head. And I think, like, is he saying it sarcastically or is he really feed me a seed? I've realized that with him, it's really, he's feeding me a seed. So he's, you got to run for office, he tells me. I'm like, careful. He's just fucked up. You I, actually should run. It, it I would might help you. I Running for, well, I don't know if it would help you get, get I a I mean, job. that's where all the real gangsters are anyway in politics. They are. I mean, shit. Insider trading. Why like, play one on TV? Let me be one for real. Yeah, well, the insider trading. I just is might great. be able to help people. The insider trading though is fucking crazy. And you know all about it. A little bit. Oh. I, I wish I did. I mean, I wish I like knew enough. Knew more. more so I could, uh, <laughs> you know, have some of that fucking. We don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not playing. Uh, but you know that the moment that the politicians ban themselves from insider trading is the moment that the entire economy is going to tank. I can either confirm or deny. But just, 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 just food. Just for just food put for it thought. In, put it in the in the toolbox or in the bread basket. The moment Congress bans themselves from trading stocks, the moment, not right away, but 
you will see an economic collapse of epic proportions happen. And you want to know why? Because now that they can no longer trade, they got to sell all I mean, their holdings. It and it'll already, be happening right? right at like the. But you're feeling it happen already, right? A little bit. I, I th I'm. So you're seeing it happen in a little ripple? Well, so I've been paying attention to the stock market. And right now, the uh, Dow Jones and the and NASDAQ and the S&P are um, from, right their all -time, from their all-time high versus the bottom in 22. <clears throat> they have hit. 702 and 786 retracement levels. Uh, for are, people that don't understand that, okay. uh, give it to them in, in layman sure. terms. Right. So there are different levels of um, wh when a stock or a company reaches an all-time high um, and, it gets and it starts to crash from an all-time high, there are levels, once you hit the bottom, that, this, that the asset will start um, trying to bounce back up towards as it tries to reclaim that all-time high, sometimes succeeding, oftentimes failing. At least the first time, it'll always fail, right? Yeah. And right now, um, we are at what is called a 702 retracement, which means that we are, or a 786 retracement, which basically means that we are 78 70, percent, 70 to 78% roughly um, from what the all-time high was. So we've we've rebounded from the all-time low about 80, close to 70 to 80%. That's a lot of pedaling strides lot, you put right. into that thought, y'all. Okay. And so, generally speaking, <laughs> once the if you're like a smart money, if you're a hedge fund, if you're a big manager, right, or if you're a big market maker, if you have billions of dollars in these assets and talk to me, I got content. Okay, <laughs> if you have that, a lot of people who are in smart money will sell their holdings not at the bottom, not at the top, but once it hits the once it gets to those retracement levels, that's when people start selling off oh. in mass. So if Congress were to hypothetically, and right now they are talking about banning, um, banning Congress from trading stocks. Man, so right. That so happens, so all this shit so if this happens, yeah. So um, if Congress, if this were to happen um, right now, with where the Dow Jones and the S and P and the Nasdaq are, uh, it could spell a really big disaster for the economy, especially if you own investable assets. So what should one do? Um. Not financial advice. This is not financial advice. No, but what should one do to prepare for such cause and effect? Because it's coming, y'all. Look, okay. I'll tell you this. Right? All right, so if you own, all right, fine, I'll tell you. If you're owning large cap tech stocks, right, and if you own them forever, maybe I would take some, pro and let's say you want to buy a house or another property. or well, I got like three acres okay, I just, just saying, invested like, in outside. Let's say, or let's say you just want to like. Um, I don't want nobody to let's say you, Let's say you want to. Um, have something a little bit safer. I'm gonna see them coming. Maybe take some money out of like the, you know, an Apple, a Microsoft, or a Facebook, or, or one of these large cap tech I'm companies. Learn to fly that's, a drone. that's that's one thing that I would, if I had that, not financial advice, um, would would start doing. Or if I'm buying assets, right? Let's say I bought like Coinbase. not financial advice. Okay, not financial. Advice. Okay, so let's say I bought let's say I bought Coinbase when it was like forty dollars a share, and mm -hmm. now Coinbase was like is like eighty dollars a share. Maybe even if I lose a little bit of money in the short term, maybe I just uh sell my cost basis, like just whatever I spent on the, the stock. Maybe I just sell whatever I spent, leave that in cash, and then the rest I just keep for pro and then the profits I just hold on to and let ride and see what happens. Not you know, financial not advice. Not financial advice. Maybe that's something to think about doing. Um start trying to get paid in Bitcoin for certain services if you can. You Man, know. start stocking up on some damn food that's going to be able to... <laughs> have a garden and make friends with a have rancher a garden, or a yeah, farmer. Man. But, 
nobody knows if the economy's crash. Like all that stuff is. Everybody always says, "Hey, things are gonna crash and things are gonna like things are gonna crack and break." Like that, that always is something that people say all the time. I think that when you hear those discussions, you I should just want to have at, enough tequila other, and cannabis. There are, uh, you'll be fine. There'll be other numbers and other things to look at, right? When that's being analyzed. I just want tequila and cannabis. That's just what tequila and cannabis. Tequila's like hand sanitizer for my insides. I keeps got, me I got healthy. I actual financial person um, coming out on Friday. My buddy uh, Brandon, he has a, a channel called Green Candle Investments. Definitely very informative. So on I'd watch, I'd watch that one. Um, uh, that, those those are my favorite ones when we talk about money because like everything that's happening throughout the world, when you whether you predict a new pandemic or a lockdown or anything, a lot of it is related to money. Like the, a big reason like that we even it had is. COVID and the lockdowns and then all the stimulus money. is because we were on the verge of like defaulting and we couldn't have raised these interest, kept these interest rates high um, for as long as we were doing. And we were, yeah, we were on the verge of like defaulting and the Fed needed an excuse to print more money. And these lockdowns gave them an excuse to print an ungodly amount of money to avoid a huge market crash. So coming from a little hard background, I've always stacked up my cash. When I was making money, I'd stack, you know, stack it. Yeah. Want to turn it around and real estate and cannabis is what what I know right now. But that's the thing though, if you're <laughs> stacking a bunch of cash, right? What if real somebody and somebody cannabis. knows and somebody's in your house, like somebody could just steal it no, and take it. Well, investments now. Yeah. You know, real estate. But the the idea of of, of stacking cash is um one of the stupidest ways to grow wealth, especially now. You're gonna lose ten percent of your value. It's gonna just depreciate by ten percent every year mm -hmm. the cash that you have. So why would you stack like? I don't sit on it like that anymore. Yeah, you have to buy something that I started you doing the investments or, years ago. Well, having property is good too because no matter what happens, you'll just create. Especially if you pay for it in full and you don't owe anything on it, you just get to. You'll just get residual passive income no matter what. So like, even if the property goes down or whatever it is or up, you're just like, okay, well, I'm gonna get a few hundred bucks. I'm gonna get a, a couple thousand dollars each month just from nothing really. From I just got somewhere to run is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I got somewhere to run comfortably. I want to have a rental property. That would be really. That would be great. That's the next like thing. That. I want to open up a mobile home park. Yeah. Just like grab grab some fucking property. So yeah, have you talked to any of this Mormon show? I want to go back to the Mormon show. We talk about the Mormon show. Right All right. You got uh, high, right? A little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. Bala shit. It's good. Oh, I guess you um, so Straight it indica. The Mormon show. Um, have you pitched this to anybody? No. No, I haven't pitched this to anybody. We're on strike right now, bro. You're on strike. Well, we're when on the strike. Ain't nobody give a fuck about here and shit. Because, well, they're worried about AI taking all the jobs away from all these no, people, right? Fuck AI. AI is important. Look, AI is important. It's going to help out with a lot in our world. But come on, man. I understand where greed. Just I, I'll tell you where I think we need a. I, you know what? I, I tell in, you what I. World. I it. tell you what I would love AI to um to do, is replace fucking journalists, like corporate journalists. If AI started replacing journalists from the Statesman or CBS or news anchors, maybe. Oh, bro, I would be cheering that on like a motherfucker, considering all the bullshit that well, they yeah, threw at us during us. COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then what's what's to say AI is not going to do worse? Maybe, oh, but I, if they like, if, if there's one field because that I have people no, people want to start if listening to that AI, that like no it's true. JT, as oh, somebody no. who, if I were karma, if there was somebody who I'd have no sympathy for, oh, it's fucking that. corporate journalists getting like replaced that. by AI. If if you were karma, but I still think that's like the dangerous thing. AI, AI's. Well, you, you're not karma. That's a point that you can never be God. Like that's God. Like that's the idea of playing God is like one of the worst things that you could do. So you should never even think like so that. Never think it's like not that. even like you, it's not even in your control to be karma. Like you're just there to. React. I always like that you're saying. Just, you know yeah, how to make God there. laugh. Tell him your plans. 
Yeah, like you can never do that anyway. Like you can't, you can't really play God. The only thing you can do is do what you think is best for like. Can't even mock them. You can, well, you mock humans, but like, you, the only thing you can do is do what you think is generally going to be best for society, and you have to do things from a place of love and not revenge. Because once you start trying to do things for revenge, you just you're, you're behaving like you're a deity, and you're well, not because yeah, you're a human, and that's it. Like <laughs> making a bigger hole for yourself. Yeah, in life. Like, like revenge is actually a really bad thing to do because it um it, it makes you think that you're God and mm-hmm. you're not, and you're a human being, and not everything like retaliation oh, yeah. is not always revenge. Because if you have like a guy who's fucking raping women, you need to put him in jail and do something about him so that you protect other women. But you're not doing it for revenge. You're doing well, it because you have an active role identity. to protect. What? And then what if he changes his identity in jail? I guess then he gets to rape more women in jail because this progressive up. bullshit makes absolutely no sense. And it's systematically being designed <laughs> to destroy your community um, mm. so that you could, so that grandma's house gets sold for pennies in the dollar. And well, now so, I got to go into a vodka and sell a shitload of cannabis to save yes, grandma's house. Yes. Yes. And then possibly risk going to jail. Cutting my um, hair, looking like a Mormon. And you have to, yes, that, that, that's, that's how the, the story starts. And then these developers connected to the UN um, and the World Economic Forum turn grandma's house and your community into a 15 minute city that gentrifies the shit air, out of it. Uh, yeah, a gentrified the shit out of the body. It's going to be an open air prison like what they're seeing in so China. So you know the story of, of Mexican, Mormon, more Mexican. You just told it. Exactly what happens. See, I changed my hair. That's the first scene. I cut it real short. Then we got to go save Grandma's house because we find out that the city wants to really do more harm in our hood. They're trying to turn Grandma's house into a 15-minute city. Yo, that's where you oh, can. They're trying fucking to crazy, turn a bunch man. of evil real estate developers mm-hmm. um, with their army of violent criminals that's and the sexual deviants. Truth. They uh, want to turn Grandma's house and Grandma's neighborhood into a 15-minute city, and you have to raise mm-hmm. cash. And pretend to be a Mormon in order to mm-hmm. raise cash and save your grandmother's house. Dude, that could be a video, bro. That could be a freaking video it's a game. Whole, it's a whole crazy system that we live in. I didn't even realize how I was writing. I was just writing comedy for a while there. Um, I wrote another story. It's a Let's Western it. musical. It's called The Bucking Truth. Let's hear it. I, I want to share that. Well, The you- Bucking Truth is a small little city rich with minerals. Gas and oil wants to come into this town to kind of like buy out the people. And this little town of ranchers just really gets together and, and saves their little community. It's just a little community film. It's a little faith-based film. How do they save the community? Oh, uh, the, the rodeos. You getting wrong? You got to tell me no. You better tune in and watch the show and oh, get ready. Yeah. Rodeo, yeah. <laughs> you got to tune in and watch the show, man. Yeah, come on. Find out. I'll, I'll be back. Rodeos, I like that though. Uh, it's a little rodeo. Get behind a whole rodeo community. I wrote that when I was helping a friend of mine tell his little documentary, Real Texans or something. And he was talking about how the cattle system from way back when, Fort Worth, Texas, they had me ride a bull. I got on a fucking bull for like 500 bucks. And one point something seconds, wow, bah, hit the ground. It was fucking badass. <laughs> that's pretty bad idea. That was badass. That, that's fucking crazy. Well, it's adrenaline, man. You people like people like you and, and maybe me at a much smaller level. Like you need a nerve to be happy. June eighth. You want to jump out of a plane next yeah. year? Yeah. You, you gone skydiving before? I've gone skydiving once. Perfect. We'll do it again. All right. It's an adrenaline rush. I'm in. I'm in. Although I I need a, an instructor because I'm I've only gone once, so I'm not. We'll get ready. you somebody that 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 can strap you on. You can become a strap on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in. Let me know. Um, I'm excited. Being a strap on is good. Oh, it's okay, bro. That's what she said. 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, JT. He's so high. Yeah, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can hit me up on JT Campos one on Instagram. Fuck it. It, it, hit me up in the DM. You got YouTube because I, I want to hear. I want to. I got YouTube JT Campos one on YouTube as well. Okay, well, Twitter. Um, you, got, you tweet. I don't like to tweet. I'm barely on LinkedIn. I don't. I got a song know. out. Juana Maria Juana. Oh yeah, I saw that. It's good. Uh, Dude, yeah, you can hit that on customers. Whatever. SoundCloud, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that. Yeah, yeah, all that. All right. Let me see. Uh, what else? Yeah, just hit me up there. Shit, I'm not really trying to. Don't have the whole team, man, on, on the computer yet. It's just me. You're just doing like this because a, you love making art. And that's, yeah. That's the key. If, you, if just, you love what you're making and when you're you find happy me, you find stuff, me. then it doesn't matter. Like, you, you want to grind. You want to be on the yeah. mic all day because you're like, oh, I get to make more art and you're excited. You live life with a purpose. I think that, like. My um, first joint today and I feel it real good, bro. And I'm glad I, I could I think be the sitting I think the you. struggle of, of having to grind and do stuff like that, it actually, like, if you understand why you're doing it, you're doing it because it's fun and you, like, the actually embrace the grind. There's a reason for it, man. It makes you happier versus, like, thinking that everything that should be given to you and you're mad because you're not getting paid a livable wage i'm like no you're not oh. supposed to you're an artist things are supposed to suck for you otherwise you won't make good art <laughs> exactly yeah you know what when, when i first became an artist if i like really think about why i think it started as revenge like i wanted to i wanted to show you i could do it and and like i'm gonna show you and then it just became true passion of like and that was only because uh, i was going through um being alienated from my from my children the first time that sucks so i, I have a voice they told me i couldn't do it and i said fuck that i'm gonna show you i can i have and a voice to the judge that said i couldn't do yeah. it so i i have a voice that tells me to go do stuff um like inside me and and every time i don't listen to it i get i get really angry and have like anxiety problems. listen to so your inner voice bro always and that and when it tells you to do something you just got to do it I think that inner voice is that third person. Like, I, I see myself as three people. I am who I am striving to be. I am who I'm trying to become, right? I just uh, think it's I God. am who people see me as. And, and, you know, I am who I am. I am who I try to be. And I am who people see me as. Now, so that's three I, people. I think the inner voice. But yeah, like, that's the God. I honestly think, I, I think it's God. Like, that's, that, the that, God that's God. Yeah. And you should listen to God and listen to your inner voice because that's, that, that's God telling you what you need to do with your yeah, life. So. Like, anyway, JT. Thank you so much, dude. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. JT Campbell's y'all. Let's go. I know. Yeah. I'll come back. We'll talk more on the pre-roll.